Amen. I think, I think the lights came on with one minute to spare. That's right. Never a day late nor a dollar short. Amen. Ever, ever. Thanks to all the people that brought it together and made this happen anyway. With the lights going out, it, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be reset and all that kind of thing. So thank everybody for being calm and we we thanked our way um, into the lights being on. Amen? You realize that that when you release them, that angels, the angels of God work on your behalf. You realize that? That they're sent here to work on our behalf. The angels of God are. And so when anything happens, when we call on the name of the Lord, God has his messengers, his his, his agents working to help us and see things happen and come to pass. And, and the only deal is you have to believe that. You have to believe in it. And so we do, and thank God for it. Amen? Well, we're in our series. Um, we're in our series this month, The Outlook of Gratitude. Gratitude, thankfulness, gratefulness has, has a perspective. It, there, it, there's an outlook. And um, you're, you're, I've shared with you in the, in the sessions we've talked about it uh, up to this point that there's, on this left side over here, you can look from a negative perspective and see things in a negative way, or you can see things in a positive way um, in, in how you're going to approach life and deal with situations. It, it depends on how you are perceiving things and your perception is reality to you and your perception of things can change but only if you change what you say because you have to change what you think you have to change your your vantage point you know uh we've given a definition of outlook and it and it's a it's a view from a from a particular position or place that has to change. It can only change when your thinking changes, and your thinking will never change if what you say doesn't change. Amen? And so we've been talking about that, and, and um, we've looked at a, at a few foundational scriptures. I, I, I just want to read them again, go through them. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And it could say there, thanks be to God who, when the lights weren't on, the lights came on. Everybody say, thanks be to God. See, some people, some people look at something like that. Well, you know, I mean, we just need to call the electric company. There's nothing wrong with calling the electric company. We did. I'm, I'm sure we did. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, but, you know, we just need to go and, and fix it and, and, and find somebody to fix it and get it, make it work. Yeah, but... but a lot of the labor and things like that can be overdone and stressful when really where we have to put our faith is in God. But thanks be to God who causes us and leads us in triumph, right? Now, God may tell you that's what you need to go do, but many times when we're thanking God, He'll just say, just rest. This morning when the lights went off, they went off about 9.30. And as I 
was praying in the Spirit and thanking God. He, he, is it God's will that we have the service today? Okay, right. And, and so if it's God's will for us to have the service, then we need to operate from the place of peace and give God thanks. Amen? And he said, thanks be unto God. Then a similar scripture in 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. There's nothing like getting results when you don't sweat. When you're not stressed. There's nothing like getting results when you're not stressed out. Nothing like it. And we've read 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And in that passage, it didn't say anything about laboring, sweating, you know, grieving your way into a, into a good place. It said, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things, not because of, we're not saying, oh, thank you, Lord, for knocking the lights out. No. In the midst of something, I don't know what happened. Maybe somebody, maybe there's an accident. Maybe somebody got hurt and hit some pole or something and it knocked lights out. You know, maybe something like that happened, right? But he said, we don't thank him for the things, we thank him in the midst of what we face. Amen. And that is the will of God for our life. That's what I've been telling you all month. And I, I, I'm giving you a challenge at the end of this message today that, that literally is a life-changing revelation to me just this week. I'm giving you a challenge from a life-changing revelation in Scripture that, I, that I've personally never seen before. It's going to challenge you to another level if you'll embrace it. Amen? So... It's the will of God for us to thank God all the time. He's already set it up that He's leading us into triumph. He's already set it up to give us victory if we learn how to thank Him. Several, several statements that I've made in these last several uh, services. Um, I made this statement, you can thank your way out of any situation. And, and I think that a lot of people don't believe that. And you can't believe in something that you've never put to work. I'll say it again. You can thank your way out of any situation. <clears throat> I said this last week. Gratitude qualifies you for victory. Ungratefulness disqualifies you. And, and we're just basing it on these these scriptures that we've just read. Ungratefulness disqualifies you from being victorious in life when Jesus has already paid the price for our victory. He's leading us into that place, but we have to develop this attitude of gratitude and thankfulness inside of us. You and I are our only enemy that can stop us. The enemy can't stop us if our faith is in Him. I'll say it again. The enemy cannot stop you if your faith is in the one who has already won the victory. You're trying to produce, you'll see destruction. Just the way it is. Not, that's not a bad confession. I'm not even saying something that you should even give a whole lot of thought about. 
But today is the greatest day to begin to develop a lifestyle of gratitude and thankfulness in God. Amen? <clears throat> and, and, and I said that, I think I said this last week or the week before. Thanksgiving, gratitude, gratefulness is the key to total victory. And I'm going to add this to it. I'll say it again. Gratitude, having a grateful heart, is the key to total victory in your life. And you don't even have to understand it. You just have to do it. Father, we just thank you today that you're a great God. Father, we thank you that the lights are turned on today. Thank you so much. Father, uh, we have a greater appreciation today for light. Father, we have greater appreciation today for uh, K-Pub. And everybody that works at K-Pub and the people that came and drove around our building today and, and whatever they did, uh, uh, somebody testified and said they saw them. Lord, we're, we're grateful for the company. Lord, we're not going to moan and groan and complain about things that we don't like about what they do. We're grateful for them, Father. And we're grateful for light today in the name of Jesus. Father, we're thankful for the air that's in our lungs. We're breathing today and we're grateful and thankful that we're living productive lives. We're living grateful lives. And because of that, we're living victorious today. And we're so thankful and grateful for it in the name of Jesus. I promise you, words like that will not bring destruction to your life. But a lot of other words will. A lot of other words will. So, last week, and, I, and then I've got two things I'm going to share with you today and give you this challenge. <clears throat> um, last week I mentioned to you, there are three keys <clears throat> Three keys to thankfulness that works. Three real simple keys. Number one, knowing the will of God in what you're beginning to thank Him for. Believe that you receive what you ask for. So that there's a lot, and, and I'm not going to go into all that today, but there's a lot that goes into you believing. Number one, it requires a daily routine of the Word of God, which is the will of God, so it becomes real to you. Number one, you can't be thanking God for things that aren't the will of God for your life. You're, it's a waste of time. Number one, I've got to know it's the will of God for my life. Number two, I have to develop that will inside of me to the place that when I pray in faith, that I'm believing that I receive it. And then, <clears throat> that, I, that I just cover it and douse it with thanksgiving every day. Father, you've promised me blessing and prosperity like what Fabian was saying concerning the tithe and offering. When, when he's told me this before, he's told you before. When he came to this church, he wasn't a tither. He didn't sow seed. And it took him, and like anybody, time to develop that revelation down inside to where he realized he had something in his hand. Every time that the offerings are received in the church, he realized he had something in his hand as he thanked God for it and had expectation that was producing his future. So is it the will of God? Do we know in Scripture that it is the will of God for us to prosper and be rich? Absolutely. We know it in Scripture. 
the things that we're required. So we know it's the will of God. We have to believe that we receive it even, even when we don't see it. We have to believe we receive it even when we don't see it. And then every day, Father, I thank you that what you promised is coming to pass. God, I'm so grateful and thankful <clears throat> that I can come before you because you're leading me into triumph in this area every single day. Even though I don't see it like the song says, he's the way maker, he's making the way. <clears throat> if, you were, if you were traveling from here to Dallas and you didn't know how to get to Dallas from here, and you put in your GPS where you were going from your present destination, and you put in your GPS where you were going, and you started on that route, would you be there in the next 15 minutes? No. <clears throat> but there's a way. And He's the way maker, and He's leading us on that path and that journey of victory in every area of our life. You will always be victorious. The ultimate victory is through thanking Him that we're going to make it. If you've got a four-year-old in the back seat, <clears throat> Daddy, were we there yet? No, but we will be. Fifteen minutes later, Daddy, were we there yet? No, but we will be. For the 48th time, Daddy, are we there yet? No, but we will be. And that's the kind of what Daddy wants out of us. But He wants it in these type of words. Daddy, I know that you said you are the way maker, that you are, you are leading me in the journey, and I'm victorious on this journey. I know we're not there yet, but I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Joel Osteen's father, John Osteen, <clears throat> if you've never read the book, I don't know if it's in print or not, or you can actually get the message. I think they've, on, I think on uh, uh, Lakewood's uh, site, there's a lot of messages of his father, and I'm sure this one's on there. But the title of the book and the message that he preached, and I listened to it many, many times uh, back in the day, was Saturday's Coming. Anybody ever heard of the book or the, or the message? You need to go listen to it. Powerful word. And he talked about when he was a kid that they lived out in the country, and <clears throat> when Daddy said that on Saturday... We're going to go and do something and get something. He, he remember, I think in the, in the book, if I'm not mistaken, in the book it was about a bike that he was supposed to get. And it was like Tuesday, and Daddy said, uh, John, when, when Saturday comes, when Saturday comes, we'll buy the bike. So in his message he's talking about, he began to tell all of his friends he had a new bike. Well, where's your bike? Well, Saturday's coming. <laughs> you know why? Because Daddy said. Come on, man, that gives me chills just thinking about it. We can go home right now after that. Amen? <clears throat> Saturday's coming. Everybody say it. Come on. Say, my Saturday's coming. <clears throat> if you develop the attitude of gratefulness and thanksgiving. Because it takes it. The will of God is that we thank Him in uh, we thank Him in everything. In every situation, we thank Him because He's leading us on this journey of victory in every area of our life. You have to practice it. Can you say amen? amen. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
And the peace of God, which passes all your understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When you're thankful, get, get this from this scripture and go read this and meditate on it. But what you get from this scripture is that when you're thankful, and thankfulness is coming out of your mouth, you're in a protective state in every way. He's protecting your heart. He's protecting your mind. He's protecting every part of you when you're thanking Him. And you know what I said earlier? You don't even, under, you don't even have to understand it. Ah, Pastor, I'm, not, I'm just not sure. Okay, just do it. Just do it because it says it. So you're not doing it because I'm saying it. I'm telling you what the Word says. It's His will for you to be that way. Just start doing it and watch what happens. Thankful in everything. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, I'm going to give you two little pieces here that have to do with an enemy an enemy against you to keep you from being thankful. Two things. There's a little detail to both of these things, but I want you to, I want you to get this today. Okay? I want you to get this. <clears throat> so, as I said earlier, being grateful and thankful produces total victory in your life when you develop that, when you believe in it. The enemy to that, <clears throat> are you ready? Are you ready? The enemy to that is feeling sorry for yourself, which equals pride and pity and unbelief and all types of fear and all kinds of things. Okay? Did you hear what I said? The enemy to you being grateful and thankful is you feeling sorry for yourself. <clears throat> and, 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 a, and a lot of what happens when you're thinking about yourself, when you're feeling sorry for yourself, when you're focused on yourself, there, there are two things, and this is in the same category of what I'm talking about, but there are there, there, there's something that happens in a couple of different ways. Many times what happens, and this is the enemy to thanksgiving, many times what happens is people get offended when they, all they do is focus on themselves. And here, here are two statements that, that I feel like have to do with being offended. And they're this. It's what you did to me or it's what you didn't do for me. Offenses come out of those two categories like I've never seen before. I'm going to read it again. Now, get what I'm saying when I say this. The enemy to victory, the enemy to victory is self-pity feeling sorry for yourself. Everybody in here today is a three-part being. Spirit, soul, and your body. Right? So in your soul that is tied to your emotions, everybody's been emotional and everybody's dealt with self-pity. And if you don't think you have, you're deceived. 
Everybody. Everybody say everybody. Okay, so we're all in the same boat, <laughs> right? We're out there in the, in the boat on the water, and you know, we're all together. Ah, but they're worse. No, 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 give me that worse stuff. Huh? See, now you're focusing on yourself when you start talking about somebody else. Gratefulness and thankfulness, God wants you to have inside of you because it's a weapon for you, and you can do amazing things to help other people get delivered and set free amazing thing instead of talking about them all the time and moaning and groaning and complaining about what's not working so what are those two things again it's what you did to me or what you didn't do for me the enemies to thanksgiving <clears throat> should i be busy taking care of myself or should I be busy thinking about other people what's the answer to that huh? other people right so that's everybody you understand so a lot of times when people hear these kind of things they think well you know uh, if I'm not thinking about myself then nobody else is going to think about me That means you don't trust God. So if you don't trust God, it's time to develop a trust in God, right? Everybody's been at one form or another like that. But why would we want to stay that way when we can live victorious in every area of our life? And the key to it is doing the will of God, which is giving thanks to God in the midst of anything that I face. Is anybody in here, you can raise your hand, anybody in here, someone's ever done you wrong and said something ugly about you? Okay, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> we're all in the same boat, all the same stuff. So what are you going to choose to do? Stay mad? Stay offended? Stay in bondage? Stay not being victorious? Not getting and receiving the things that God has for you? Or are we going to live the high life and we're going to begin to see not only our lives liberated and free, but we're, we're the answer to other people's lives. That's the way God created us, to be. Because unthankfulness, watch this, unthankfulness, a lack of gratitude cuts me off from the grace of God severs me from the grace of God. No grace, no faith. I said no grace, no faith. Pride is the enemy that shuts down and cuts off the grace of God. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 6, somewhere in there. Go read it. Pride cuts the grace of God off when what God intended was for us to live in double grace. But faith can't work without grace. So you will not have faith and trust in God when the grace of God is cut off from your life. How do you develop that? Thank you, Father. Listen, you don't even have to understand that He just said it's His will for your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Glory to God. Whew, I feel like I've been run over by a Mack truck, Lord, but I, I don't care. I don't care. 
I'm just thanking you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, Lord, I'm just so grateful for every promise in your word. I thank you that these things are becoming more real to me. The more you do it, the more you'll do it. Because it works. I can testify. It works. And if, he, if he's done that to me, and he's shown that to me, and he's empowered me, and it's become revelation to me, why can't it happen that way to you? I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying God wants it to work in us, but he wants it to increase in us. <clears throat> now, I, I'm not staying on this very long, but just I, I, want you to, I want you to think about this because next week is my last message on this. And, uh, and I'm going to share some things. So I'm just going to touch on this just for a second. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like to talk a lot about our society and the way things are and kind of the, you know, the, the political view on something or, you know, being politically correct about things and what people think about in our society. But... <clears throat> With the offense and with the you've done me wrong thing is this I deserve things. I deserve to be taken care of. I deserve to be treated right. Um, I deserve for you to appreciate me. I deserve to be patted on the back. Should you, should you and I be appreciative of other people? Absolutely. But if you expect it, it shuts down anything from being effective coming from someone that's that way. How, how do you get appreciated? The Bible says, however you want to be treated, you take the first step, the, the initiative, and treat other people that way, it'll happen for you. Because you reap what you sow. But we live in a society today that has to do about what I deserve. I'm just telling you today, I'm just telling you this, this is a great thought. If Jesus would have got what He deserved at Calvary, you and I would be on, we would, our destination would be hell itself. Jesus didn't deserve a thing. He didn't deserve a thing. Actually, the Bible said he could have called legions of angels to deliver him from that situation right there. Had every right to do it. But he didn't think about himself. Who was he looking at? Me. You. Right? He laid his life down for that. Thank God Jesus didn't get what he deserved. And now i got to get rid of that, I deserve to be treated this way. I deserve to get this time off. I deserve this thing or that thing or whatever it is. No, I'm empowered to give thanks to God and trust God and have faith in God and live by the grace of God. But for the grace of God, what would I be and where would I be? Listen to me. This is the truth. You and I are losers with a big L but for the grace of God. And because of the grace of God, I'm not a loser. You understand what I'm saying? 
I put something on you that I deserve to be treated a certain way, it shuts off any avenue of anybody being able to do anything good for me. It shuts it down because I'm self-centered, thinking only of myself, not thinking of the good of other people, and definitely not focusing on how great God is to turn our lights on. Or whatever. <clears throat> when, I, when I was growing up, I know we're going to be a little bit late today because we started about 15 minutes uh, later. So we'll just be a few minutes, not much. But um, when I was growing up, my family was, they were all, well, some of them. My, my mom and her sister were in the psychology world. Everybody say, psychology is good. Everybody say that. Say, psychology is good. Okay? It's very good. It helps people through situations in life. But there was this, every time I would see my aunt come around or my mom or my parents divorced and so I lived with my dad, and, but when I'd get around my mom, it was the same statement, the same statement. And I'd see my aunt and I'd kind of run. And then when I'd see my cousin, whoo, Man, it'd come out of his mouth because he had been around it so long and I'd just kind of like, whew, get away from me with this thing. But it was always this. This was the statement. This was in the, the psychology world developed that. Listen, God created psychology, okay? And to think, the, 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 one of the three parts of us is our mind, will, and emotions. And the way we think and, and our attitude is vital Okay, but there's ways of thinking that destroy people and hurt people, and it's this statement right here. How do you feel? Yeah, but just tell me how you feel. But I just want to know how you're really feeling. I need to know everything about your feelings. Man, gives me chills even when I think about it because I grew up around that and I hated it. When I married my wife, I, I tell her, I said, man, we gotta, we gotta distance ourselves from that feeling thing. Now, there's times when you need to confess things and you need to get things out and you need to find somebody that you can talk to and get something out. That's a good thing. But the Bible says we're not to be moved by how we feel. We're to be moved by the promises of God. And that feeling thing will destroy people. It creates this attitude that I deserve for my opinion to be known. I'm just telling you today, your opinion really is probably not worth the change for a cup of coffee. Well, it's not change anymore. It's five bucks. <clears throat> But you, you hear what I'm saying? Your opinion, thinking that you have to be heard and demand that, is nothing. Your opinion, when it's flowing through what God is saying, I mean, it's valuable. Because now, you've mixed it with what God's will is, and it's not just something in your unrenewed mind that you, bless God, believe you deserve. It creates offenses, and it creates this attitude that you owe me something, and now I'm offended with you because you didn't do things the way I wanted it done. You know what the, you know, you know what the real sad thing about that is? 
When you have that attitude, nothing will satisfy you. No matter, I mean, somebody could do everything you wanted and then stand on their head for 24 hours. And you'd find something wrong with the way they stood on their head. You weren't created to be that way. You're created to trust God and have faith in God. You're created to be grateful and thankful. You're created to realize that thankfulness is a weapon to overcome things, not for destruction to be set in in your life. Because that's what happens. You become destroyed. You, You begin to employ internally in your life when you're all about you. I won't, I won't say, say amen. <clears throat> so, so I'm going to end with this today. I had something else I was going to say, but I'm going to wait. I'll, I'll share this next week. Um, so I'm going to end today with this challenge. I'm giving you this challenge concerning people. We're, we're, we're going to, I'm not just dropping what I said about um, The, the, the attitudes, um, what's the word I used? Um, about deserving things. I'm not, I'm not dropping that. I'm, I'm going to bring that up next week again uh, because it's vital that we get a hold of that. But I'm going to give you something visually that I believe will change your life. It's a revelation that came to me just this week out of a verse of Scripture that I've just seen. I don't think I gave you this verse of scripture back there, but if you, if you have time, you can put it up. But it's, uh, it's Romans 12, 3. <clears throat> and there's something about this that I saw that I'm going to challenge you with today that is literally life-changing if you get a grip of this. Um, <clears throat> see if you can get that up there because I don't have it either. There it is. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. I saw something as I was reading that this week, as I was looking through that, uh, I, was, I was studying something else, and I was reading that, and it, and it hit me. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. He didn't say God has dealt to every Christian a measure of faith. God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Every single person on planet Earth has been dealt a measure of faith. So what that means is everybody on planet Earth was created to want to believe. Saved and unsaved today. Because they were all created in His image. 
Every human being was created in the image of God. Saved or unsaved, every man was given, every man woman was given the same measure of faith. So inside of you and I and every human being out there is the same measure of faith that I have. When I come across someone and they don't look like they've done anything with their faith, I can't talk to them like they're going to understand me where I am in faith. But I'll tell you what I can do for them. I can thank God for him every single day. And the Apostle Paul said, I can't not do that. I'm telling you today, you can't not be in a mode and an attitude of thanksgiving for people believing for the release of the faith that's already in them. The development of the faith that is already in them. Several cases in point. So I'm going to talk like I'm two different people. Man, did you hear what that person said just the other day? Did you hear? Uh, we, we were at work, and you remember when we were at work, and, and, and they said, so, yeah, I cannot believe that they said that about that, that person. Can you believe what they did? You know, their whole attitude, they're saying this kind of thing, and that, yeah, I, I just cannot believe. That kind of conversation keeps a human being in bondage. So, same conversation. Can you believe what that person said at work the other day? Righteous guy. Yeah? But you know what? I'm going to begin to thank God for the faith that's inside of that person that somehow God is sending labors of love across that person's path. It may not be me, it may not be you, but instead of me putting my mouth on that person and cursing them even deeper, I'm going to begin to thank God that, that the faith that's already in them is being released. Everything we've talked about today says you'll get results. I can't tell you in this last year, the results that I have seen because of the people that I pray for every day and I never miss. I never miss. I can't. I can't miss because of the revelation I have about it and because of what I'm teaching to you today. I can't not today pray for you that you get a hold of what I'm saying today and do something with it. I can't not pray for you. Just praying in a general way, not praying some way to try to control your thoughts or whatever, just praying what the Word says. I can't not pray for you. My challenge to you today is to take what the Word of God says and to apply it to situations in people's lives when you feel like you can't deal. You, 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 your, your spouse may be irritating you about a certain thing, but if you think about it, your mouth is on everything that they're doing that's not right. Another family member, a friend of yours, a, 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 a co-worker, somebody, somebody here at church, you're, you're, you're irritated with, you don't like what they're doing. And what you're doing is you're putting your mouth on it and what you're doing is making it worse instead of making it better when you have the tools, if you do what the will of God is for your life, in all things give thanks. Not because of all things, 
Not that I can't deal with the situation or whatever, but if you put thanks first, I promise you he'll show you how to deal with the situation. That's my challenge to you today. I challenge you to believe God. I don't know why I do this. Like, you're going to get it, you know. To believe God for the release and the development of faith that's already inside those people. I don't know about you, but when I saw that today, or this week, it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I may spend the rest of my life praying for every human, six, what is there, six billion on the planet? Something like that? Four billion? Three billion? I don't know what it is. I actually can see us winning all, however many billion there are in the planet, winning them all. If I'm praying for the release of the faith that's already in them, the moment that a child is conceived in the womb, the DNA of God is already there. That's how they were created. And the faith to move mountains is already in them. Oh my gosh. Maybe everybody else in here saw it, but I'm telling you, it turned me upside down this week. that, that, That is the most effective tool to win people's lives that I've ever seen ever in my life. Father, I thank you For every person in here today, they were created in your image. Lord, your faith is inside of them. You dealt them a measure of that faith. And I declare today that that faith is being released because of the grace of God. It's being released and it is being developed because every person at the sound of my voice will develop a greater routine of thanksgiving in their life than they've ever had before. And as a result of it, Father, that faith as it's being released is producing great things in their life, but greater things in other people's lives. And I'm believing that today, that it goes deep in their hearts, that it will not stop bringing revelation to them, and that I declare today that these are world-changing people that are changing the world because of the faith that they have in you. It's being released in their lives, it's being developed in their lives, and it's a supernatural thing. Father, I'm so grateful and I'm thankful for it today. And everybody said amen and amen. So, take it. Receive it and do something with it. Amen.